Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. Today we have a very special guest with us. We have Anthony Villanueva, who is a personal trainer, USPSA shooter. He shoots production B-Class. Uh, he is joining us this weekend and in the upcoming week. For... And more importantly, he's a friend of ours. He's no way. A... <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, yes, he absolutely is, and he better claim us as friends, even though we're weird. <laughs> That's not what I first thought. No, we actually had the most amazing introduction. So anyone who listens to our podcast is probably pretty familiar with who J.J. Rakaza is and what Beretta is. And my relation and love for J.J. <laughs> we actually met Anthony for the very first time at the Beretta booth at SHOT Show 2020. It wasn't just the Beretta booth. We were in the VIP lounge, the meeting only professionals yeah, entry we tag needed. We were in the secret room huh. in the Beretta in the Beretta booth. Invited by JJ, checking out his brand new open gun before it was officially released to the public. And that is where we met Anthony. Thank you so very much for joining us. You're welcome. Yeah, Can I give my side of the story on that real quick? Yeah. Oh. I mean, what's funny, why I always want to look back on seeing you two as, like, the nicest people ever, picture this, like, again, I'm a B-class shooter, but, like, I, I went to the Beretta booth specifically because I wanted to see the 92X performance. I think I spent about, like, four hours there just, <laughs> just staring at this thing, and when I saw JJ there, I'm like, oh, I want to say hi, but then the whole group of people started shuffling him around and brought him to the back room, and then I kind of followed him. <laughs> what he's supposed to but then that's where I met you two yeah nope. and then I also when I after meeting you two I'm like these are the two nicest people I've ever met and then here we are now yeah right here over a year later now. yeah and we are all gonna be carpooling down to Alabama in a couple days that's for true. nationals yeah you guys just got done taking Brandon Powers peak uh, peak performance class we literally just got in town from taking his two-day course. So we'll go over that later. But now we're recording for this podcast just to leave in a day and a half, basically, to drive to Alabama to shoot nationals. It's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. So, Anthony. Yes. Tell us about yourself. We've already discussed that. Uh, like our Lord and Savior, JJ, you also shoot Beretta. I shoot Beretta, yes. Um, so I started shooting when I was 21 years old. I've probably been competing for five years. Started off in California, but now I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I am currently coaching all my clients online, personal trainer. Um, but I also work in a gun store there now. So that's my way into the gun industry again. Um, just a B-class shooter shooting Beretta. I got the Beretta because I watched The Matrix. And yeah, I really loved nice. it when I saw Neo pulled out. So I'm like, I want a Beretta. <laughs> yeah. So, how long have you been a personal trainer for? I've been coaching since 2014. Um, been coaching before I even got my degree. So I have a degree in a bachelor's degree in kinesiology, a bachelor's degree in Asian American studies, and a master's degree in kinesiology. So I've been coaching. Sounds like somebody else we just interviewed recently. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a very similar uh, resume. 
So that's cool. Yeah, so um, we started talking a little bit more after shot when you were making the transition to coaching online. Mm-hmm. And that's still what you do mostly? So I haven't started that, that uh, what is it called, demographic yet. Okay. Only because I, I still want to focus on who I'm coaching now, but I also spend more time at the gun store. Because mm-hmm. this is such a, I mean, when you're in California, you can't do a lot of stuff with firearms. So now that I'm here in Vegas, I'm learning a ton more and having a lot more fun. I mean, it's funny, day one working in a gun store, customer comes up, hey, what's that? I turn around like, I have no idea because I've never seen a shotgun with magazines before. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a lot of learning to do. And I only got that job about two and a half months ago. Okay. You know. But I am coaching. Yes, Good. I'm still doing that with my current clients. They all converted from California and they're all online and we're still having a good time. Nice. I'm actually fighting California right now. I'm trying to send a gun there to be coded for a customer and they need to get their paperwork straight because in order to send a gun to California, you have to fill out forms, you got to notify the Department of Justice. And they sent me this big letter that said, do not ship. Yeah. So. Is it even worth working with? Well, unfortunately, the people that are doing the coding, that's where they are. Oh. So I have to send the gun to them. Okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Right. And it's Mm. it's a SIG 320. Mm Mm-hmm. And if he didn't want the FCU coded, this wouldn't be a problem because other other stuff isn't serialized. Right. So. What would you say, seeing as you're, you're a relatively new shooter, you've really just recently got, like, serious about it, is that... That fair? I would say I got serious about two years ago, okay. max. Okay. Yeah. What are your goals? I want for shooting. The first thing that came to mind right now was master, but I underestimated myself. I should probably really look into becoming a grandmaster. And that's the funny thing too. A lot of people are pushing me like, "Oh, just join Carry Optics." I'm like, "No, I've been shooting production, and I think production is like chess on steroids because of all the planning." So I want to, you know what, I'll say it right now, I want a GM in, in production. There you go. Long-term goal. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Doesn't have to be that far away. Okay. I, I, mean, I mean, I want I want to try to get master by next year. Yeah, I think that's doable. Sure. Absolutely. Just know, classing up requires to shoot a lot of locals. <laughs> yeah. So, how else are you going to shoot a classifier? Right. Super classifiers. I was unclassified for five five years. Oh, wow. What? Because I never, I mean, again, from California, and I also can't shoot as much. I also was trying to shoot while I was a student in college, and I was double majoring, and then I got my master's, so I didn't get to shoot that often. And every chance I got to shoot, there was never classified. Mm. So I wasn't classified until I moved out here, signed for a, state, or signed for a match. It was a super classifier, all six stages, and I got B-class right away. I was like, oh, shoot, darn so, me and you classed in at the same one. I classed in as B when mm-hmm. I started. Okay. So. I'm just going to ignore the girl who sat in D class for like three years and finally bumped up to C and now she's stuck mid C. Yes. You can do it. I know. I know I can. Like, especially this, this weekend really opened my eyes a lot to like what I'm capable of. I'm very excited for the upcoming season. Good. What are you, you working on any current projects? For, I mean, yeah, in gun, life. business. <sighs> I guess not so much on gun because I have my dream gun already. 
which is a 92 92x performance with the flashlight on it now. Has <laughs> it thrown it? Gamer. No. <laughs> oh. Sandbagging gamer. Is that? <laughs> sandbagging. I a think kid, a kid. After today, yeah, I think I'm sandbagging. Uh, wait, no, we're recording this. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't edit, so I, I it's staying. I'm joking, everyone. I think I am still B-class. I just need to put it all together. Everybody knows 50% of B-class shooters are sandbaggers. Well, so I just got B-class, so oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. I think other than that, project-wise, I am still trying to work with this population. I want to work with shooters. I want to work with, specifically, I want to work with new shooters who want to focus on their health. But I just haven't put myself into that business and the marketing side yet because I don't have experience there, truth be told. Well, you have experience where it counts, though, right? The as far as coaching. I mean, I went to school for eight years for coaching, but never learned how to sell. Yeah. So that's the hardest part that I'm that's dealing with right now. Business 101. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you're doing. Got to know how to sell. It's tough. I'm learning that now, now that I work in a gun store. This is actually easier now that I'm talking to more people. Because before I was working in this gun store, I was at home, yeah. not socializing. And I'm doing all my coaching over Zoom. But now that I get to see people face-to-face and talk to them, I feel more confident talking to people again. Yeah. I mean, I still coach over Zoom. I mean, it's, I, I did that before it was cool. <laughs> I did it before it was required. Yeah, he did online coaching before the Rona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to... I like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. And I think more and more people are seeing that because I put you in the wave of people uh, like Siler and what JJ has become or Casey where you see these guys that are super athletic, or look at Brandon, right? Guys that are athletes that now want to pull a trigger. Oh, that, that's literally an, a metaphor. Yeah, so <laughs> before that, you know, shooting's always been, oh, it's a bunch of old, fat, white guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to be in shape to win. Mm-hmm. That is now changing right. dramatically. Yeah. I'm not saying you had to be a track star or a power lifter, but you're starting to see, especially like look at JJ, look at how he's transformed. If you followed him a while, mm-hmm. from what he was doing to like his workouts now, his workouts now are insane. Like when he came into town, we were talking about what he did. He loaded up his gear bag and ran up and down the stairways in his hotel for like an hour. He's a psycho. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you're starting to see more and more people that have that They're in pushing their, tool their physical bounds and making that a priority to their shooting their shooting goals. Like they're they're using the physical to improve the shooting portion, which is something we've talked about like quite a bit in the last couple of days. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think you're I don't want to say right place, right time. Or right place, right time. Yeah, right time and place. But you're also going to fight the uphill battle because a lot of people, I mean, I know GM shooters that are like, I don't need to be an athlete. I don't need to work out. I don't need to do this. And it's hard to explain those people, yes, you're a very good shooter. This would just make you better. Better. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not taking away from it. It is a shooting sport first. Thousand percent. You can be the fittest guy on the planet, but if you cannot fundamentally point the gun at the target, shoot it, hit what you're aiming at, 
does you no good. Right. But more and more people, like I said, are starting to see, hey, I can make it through an entire match without sore knees or without feeling like I'm going to die at the end of a 32-round count stage from running. Mm-hmm. They're starting to see the benefits, and I think we're going to see a huge shift into that. And plus, uh, is CrossFit still a thing? I mean, those guys need something to do. Yeah, CrossFit is still a thing. Well, <laughs> well we say they still need something to do. I mean, there's the tactical games now, right? True. Mm-hmm. True. So I'm, seeing, I'm seeing that and also some memes on that, too. I'm thinking, but it's still impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to be fit and shoot at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes accurately. So. Yeah, they have more like three gun accuracy standards, I think. So I've heard. But so. still impressive people, nonetheless. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the way I think of it is you know, you can have two people that are equal in like, their, their shooting ability how fast they can shoot, how quickly they can transition, how clean, what their hits are 100% equal in their shooting aspect. One that's an athlete, one that's not. Overall, who's going to have better times? The athlete. The athlete. Well, you're, you're seeing it with top guys, right? Max will put up things that he's doing that are athletic-based. Josh Froelich was known for putting up things, and he is, he is a large man. He's very built. He used to be an MMA fighter, so he's got a lot of explosiveness. You see him run a three-gun stage, it's... Amazing. Even Eric Raffel, watch his videos, watch what he's doing. He's doing a lot of stuff that still gets him active. A lot of kayaking, a lot of uh, inside the gym. He's got his own little gym set up in his CZ Academy. That's not there for show. You know, that's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's using that as an advantage to himself because he wants to remain undefeated. Right. <laughs> so. All right, before we get into your guys' recap, let's just run through some of the gun news we have today. Uh, first and foremost, if you haven't heard, uh, I know you're a big Kentucky ballistics guy. Yeah, oh my gosh. So, Scott, so, so uh, he had an accident on April 9th. He's fine. He's good. Um, but he was shooting one of his 50 BMG rifles. It was a uh, Serbu. And it blew up. I saw that video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's fine now. Um, <laughs> and when I mean blew up, I mean that's every sense of the word. Yeah, he had multiple, like, he had, like, cracked ribs. He had, like, fractures. Uh, well, he had a piece contusions. of the gun in his lungs. Like, yeah. In his like, mind. It, was, it was really, really bad. So, really bad. I'll give you the cliff notes, but I highly suggest you watch the video just as a reminder that, yes, we all love guns, but they do have a danger factor to them. Mm-hmm. We are and handling this, something with explosives. This was believed to have been some sort of tampered ammo, something with the ammo. It wasn't anything with the gun from what it sounds no, no, like. It it's was not the, gun the ammo. He, and he even knows it's not. So the ammo he was using is actually uh, a special kind of 50 cal. It's called a 50 cal slap. What? And it was specifically designed, from what I've started reading on it, it was meant to be fired out of machine guns, not sniper rifles. So they have a lot more pressure. And what it is is 
it is um, it's kind of a reduced caliber 50 BMG. So it's a little 0.30 diameter tungsten piece. And it sits inside of a plastic or a sabot shoe. It's really gnarly looking. Like you should really look at it. It's it's crazy looking. And you say gnarly. Yeah, it's you look at that round and I'll tell you it's that's the word you'd use for it. Okay. Anyway, one of the most crazy things happened. So this uh, Serbu rifle, the end cap of the rifle, the bolt unscrews. That's where the bullet goes and you screw it back on. When he shot this round, all of the pressure didn't exit the barrel. It shot everything back towards him. Uh. It completely sheared off the threads on the cap and shot it back into his eye. And he talked to the guys that built the rifle. 50 BMG is normally around 55,000 PSI for pressure. And the guy said in order to knock that thread off the way it did, it just sheared it off, it had to be closer to like 85,000. And the like locking tab sheared off, ended up in his lungs. He severed his carotid artery. He had to be airlifted. I saw a photo of him. He was smiling, right? Yeah. Well, dude, he already made a video explaining yeah. what happened. The dude's an absolute animal. Right. <laughs> He's alive. Yeah. We're going to see more watermelon shoots here soon. I guarantee it. Yeah, a little T-Rex running around, <laughs> stealing his 500. <laughs> So, Scott, my man, uh, I'm glad you're doing better. We're happy you're still here. And we wish you a speedy recovery. We're huge fans. Yes. So, get well soon, my man. A uh, couple new products. I thought Lone Wolf was out of business. Apparently they're not. Okay. Uh, they're making a Glock now, like, that they've been making. Mm-hmm. And they call it the LTD-19. Stands for lightweight tactical defense pistol line. Is it already out? It's out. Yeah, it's on their website. So it goes for seven hundred bucks. Is it an eighty? Or no? No, no. Okay. It's their own frame. Got it. Yeah. Um, it looks just like the Timberwolf frame, just slightly redone. Mm-hmm. And they've been making that for years. Uh, two back straps. You can have the straight one like a nineteen eleven, the curved one like a Glock. Of course, uses all Glock parts. Fancy cut slides, they have two different versions. What I find really weird, out of all the custom Glocks, you're in a gun store now, so you're starting to see these things. Yeah. What do all aftermarket Glocks have? Cuts. Optic slide cuts. cuts. Yeah. Right? They do not offer one of these with an optic cut. Well behind, huh? What? Yeah. With the, guys, this is in 2005. Right. Even Taurus makes an optic ready model. Right. Yeah, so is Ruger. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I was really shocked by it. Uh, it's, eh, what is cool, they are pushing the boundaries, so most of the guns out there use Gen 3 parts because they have the regular guide rod. Can't use a Gen 4 on a Gen 3 because the slide profile and the frame profile has to be different in the front. They change that. They have an adapter piece that clicks in. So on this frame, you can use a 3 or a 4. For the guide rod? For your slide. Because oh, okay. the slide is different. I got you. 
So, uh, yeah, there's nothing else really to talk about with that. Uh, they're apparently going through a rebranding. They've changed their little wolf logo. Now it's more 2D. I think their old logo looked a little bit better, but... I'll have to see it. I comes with one magazine. One. Minimalist? Is that what they're trying to do with the logo? Yeah, it looks more, yeah. They're heading that direction. Well, obviously they don't have slide cuts. They don't have optics cuts on it. They're going minimalist. They have slide cuts, though. I meant, uh, optics, window cuts. So I meant optics, so oh, optics. They don't have the optics cuts. So, I mean, obviously minimalist is the theme here. But if you, like, look at other guns out there, that's 700 bucks. You figure for 100 150 more dollars, you get a Shadow Systems. Mm -hmm. Optic cut, Marigold sights, Magwell, two mags, way better trigger. Yeah. So I was just thinking, even Broda has optics ready now. Well, just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it is ludicrously expensive comparatively to have an optics ready ninety-two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> their slides are like Langdon slides are like six hundred dollars. Yeah. Really nice though. They are very nice. I was bummed. I couldn't get it to fit my regatta. <laughs> so um, that's what you should do. You should have that as your goal list. Once you project. reach the class, once you reach the class, there you go. hit that goal. Buy yourself that slide and said you wanted it. Off. Give yourself a reason to fight for it. Like off track, real quick. Yeah, I'm, everyone's telling me to go optics right now. It's like, no, I want to go production. Mm. I want to stick with that until GM. So that's a big, That's good though. Yeah, I mean that's most guys would tell you stick with one division and really train at it. So that's good. Uh, I feel like we're becoming a long-range podcast with the amount of right. uh, PRS long-range records that are we're talking about. But the last week's was an ELS. Yeah. Extreme yeah. long-range. So this is pretty cool. I, I actually saw this just before when I was picking your guys' uh, Anthony's not from around here, obviously, so he wanted Chicago. So we picked him up, Portillo's. Thank you. So... <laughs> Um, so we enjoyed Portillo's and uh, if you're in Chicago you understand the line that uh, Portillo's drive through is so I had some time to kill and uh, this popped up on my feed a Mr. Ernie Jimenez uh, got an iron sight what? Jimenez yeah but how would you say the gun? Isn't it spelled the same way his name is Jimenez Jimenez? Are you kidding? <laughs> That's not what I said, is it? Well, yeah. Actually, I heard Jimenez. That's what I said, right? No, it's Jimenez. No, we're, we're focusing on the wrong thing Are you right a here. dialect coach? No. Okay, then. Are you? I'm the one who usually says the names for a reason. Anyway. But you can continue. But uh, I digress. Ernie. <laughs> Ernie set an Iron Sight world record, an actual Guinness Book world record, with an unmodified K31 Swiss rifle, which shoots 7.5 by 55 Swiss. And it is the longest open sight shot. He shot at a 36-inch pink buffalo target and hit it four times. He took several shots. It was a dozen or so shots, I think is what they said. Still hit it four times at 2,240 yards. With irons. Right. With irons on an unmodified surplus rifle. What was? You're obviously not aiming right at the 
target. No, you're aiming at like the mountains. Yeah. Behind the target, in the next state. I know <laughs> this rifle because I dry fired it like last week. So too. this is the rifle that's known as the syringe. Uh huh. It's got the little hook in the back that you can pull back. Yeah. 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 That's I transferred one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in uh, maybe it was his. No. Hey. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, he. <laughs> The ammo he was using was 190 grain Sierra Match King, and they were traveling about 2470 feet per second. So, no, we're not a PRS podcast, but these guys with these rifles keep doing some pretty cool stuff, so. Right, you guys keep getting going out there setting new records. We will talk about it. Yeah. Well, That's never cool. been a GM now. Yeah. <laughs> All these new good shooters. Uh, some shooting sports news real quick. Uh, Team Taurus has grown. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll start with Trent Eckler. Am I saying that right? Go on, baby. <laughs> you got it. Uh, younger kid. I don't know much about him. His Instagram is not as full as the other guy that joined Team Taurus, which is Casey Eusebio. I'm very excited. I love his headbands. Yeah. I love his girlfriend. <laughs> I love his girlfriend too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're both huge fans. No. Uh, we love you, Jesse. I, Even though this isn't about you, it's about Casey. Isn't it not about her, though? It totally is about her. Because now, <laughs> now he has to listen to Jesse on and off the range. Mm hmm. I mean, as he should. That's debatable. Because he's a smart man. I'm listening yeah. now, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know the details on it. I don't know why he took that move. I can see it being pretty good, I guess. My question is, are we going to see a Zev Taurus G3? I was curious. That was my next question for you guys. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about the Taurus guns except for the G2 and G3C. The only two I see. What is he going to shoot? Oh, that's not out yet. I would assume... A G3C. Man, here's the thing. That's the problem. <laughs> I think he's still sponsored by Volkortsen. So, that's what he uses in Steel Challenge for Rimfire. He's just team Taurus now. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Trent actually uses a Taurus 1911 for his competition gun. He shoots single stack. Uh-huh. From what I can tell from his pictures. Uh-huh. Uh, Jesse does use Taurus 1911s. Uh, and I'm pretty sure she's going to be rocking that TX-22 competition. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. For Steel Challenge. It's interesting. I'm I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Anybody that gets factory backing, especially somebody that's been doing it so long, it's cool to see that he finally has a home. Mm-hmm. So, I'm proud of you, man. I'm still going to talk shit to you, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> Uh, what else did happen today? Oh, uh, before we get into your guys' clash review, I shot a match today. Which is why I look like shit right now, because I got my ass whooped. Uh, real, real quickly, I haven't seen you in over a year, so when I opened the store and saw you, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it was a rough day. <laughs> Sunburned, big old scruffy man beard, hair all amok. We'll, we'll take a selfie so you guys can see what Anthony looks like and see what mess I am. That'll be the post for IG. Yeah, well, 
I mean, Anthony and I spent the last two days out in the sun getting burnt and having Brandon beat us into the ground physically. My bread was heavy. And you spent... (laughs) 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 And you spent five hours in the sun. Oh, it was like six. Mm. How hot was it by you guys? What's that? 83. Uh, 83, got to the 83 today, but yesterday got up to 96. Today was 83. It started raining as we were leaving. Yeah. So it cooled you off, so you got it better than me. You're right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was 96. Today was a high of 83. I wore pants. It was hot. There was a guy at the match today that wore long sleeves and pants. Wow. I got with you. I asked him if he was sick. Didn't you just tell me yesterday that I should get a long sleeve rash guard? That's different. That's different. Uh, so we shot, or we, I shot, uh, North Porter Conservation Club, right? North, North Porter. Porter County Conservation Club. What state? Indiana. Uh, I love the land of the that. fireworks next to us. Thank yes, you. there you go. Thank you. I'm learning. <laughs> yes. Hoosiers. Okay, yes. You guys were cheeseheads. I was in Hoosierville. Oh. So, uh, I love shooting Porter. I think it's probably one of the better local matches. Have a new match director. And I have to say that the stages, while not the most production friendly, they were fun. <laughs> they were fun. I had a blast at the stages. The stages were good. My performance, not so good. Uh, I did not prep well. Uh, the heat got to me. Definitely didn't have enough water. Uh, the gun is still malfunctioning, which is not good, because we leave in a day and a half. So I will be cleaning the gun tomorrow. Hopefully the springs come in, respringing it, and then trying again on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I got like 11 mics. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot for you, huh? I completely forgot a target. Wow. Failure to shoot at, right? Yeah. Wow. Like, Daniela was with me. She was ROing me. And I got the, if you're finished. <laughs> and I, I literally run the mag dry. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Was that, near, was that nearer towards the end of the day, would you say, that the, you had dropped the most of your mics? No. It no. was the whole thing. Oh, the whole thing. I would say, I mean, you know, like brain fog, you know, heat yeah. fatigue. The last stage was a, a struggle to get through. That's, That's why I forgot to target. Yeah. Well, you didn't have your wife there to force feed you water. It's true. On every stage. I already admitted I wasn't prepared. I what, fully took ownership What, what else happened? It was just a shit show. Was why horrible. was it a shit show? Like, I don't know. Can, it's one can of those you things. analyze it? I talked to, uh, so I talked with guys that I was shooting with, buddies of mine, I just wasn't feeling it today. Uh-huh. I wasn't feeling the whole... I thought after the first stage, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to get in the groove of it. The first stage was a fucking disaster. I'm like, all right, maybe it's just first stage jitters and they're gone. Second stage, disaster. Holy shit, this is not getting any better. Mm. Were you having malfunctions throughout the, the whole day on all bays? Uh, I think with the exception of like two. So, I mean, that can also add to the frustration and something going wrong mid-stage will throw you I'll let you, you watch off. the match video. 
you can hear my frustration. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to mark those videos explicit as well, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. Uh, so I have a new striker spring, all new apex springs, and all new mag springs for the gun. Hopefully they show up tomorrow. How many rounds have you put through this gun before getting these springs in? If I had to guess, because this gun is one that Jackie bought from a gun store and it was a used rental gun. Oh. Uh, if I had to guess, it's over 100,000. Okay, now I'm not surprised. So You put a lot of... And that's before I had it trained. Mm -hmm. You know, she shot it and then I shot it. So. Okay. And it's been completely stocked up until this point. Yeah, it was it was heavily used in the rental program, yeah. and then I shot it for one and a half seasons before one, one season, oh, about a, about a season because then yeah. you were crying, but the, the Glock was biting your hand, and you made me swap oh, guns with you. Can you see your hands too? Oh, are you a doctor now? No. no. <laughs> 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 And then I mean, but you've been you've been shooting the MMP on and off, you know, whether it be a full season or just like periodically taking it to the range or using it to train students. Right. You've been using yeah, that it's got on and off for four years because I shot yeah. it when I first started USPSA five years ago. Yep. So it's been a minute. Yeah. It's due for a refresh. Right. New springs. I I do hope that they come in because. I mean, if they don't come in before nationals, what are your options? Uh, I got my frame back from Billy, so I have my 5-inch core. Mm -hmm. It just has stock sights on it. It's a performance center, so it's already got a good trigger in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm bringing that as a backup gun in case that's going to be with me. Yeah, um, smart. Hopefully I don't have to make that the main gun. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, before you leave. Mm -hmm. And I might, because I'm shooting with so many Barada guys, I think they're going to bring the uh, Regatta yeah. just in case. I can, you can borrow my flashlight if you want. <laughs> it's actually a good thing because the only holster I have that'll fit that is my floodlight. Oh, really? So, <laughs> that'll be the, like, I don't even want to speak this into existence. <laughs> I'll be fine. The springs are going to come in tomorrow. No, we're going to have a... Na a no yes. Let's have a normal Nationals. Right, Don't we're not borrowing gear. <laughs> I still have people ask me regularly, have you already packed Tony's mags for him? Repeatedly at work. And on the email chain that we're on. You saw it. You're in the same email chain as me for where we're staying. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to send the messages to Tony to make sure and ensure he has his magazines with him. And Was that Noel that said that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Noel. I'm gonna. I should have made a teacher that says, "Yes, I have my mags." <laughs> yeah, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But you have to have it printed on the back of the shirt, True. so that we can see it in every video you have for nationals, because you're oh. gonna keep those forever and ever. Constant reminder. But look how good this shooting community comes together. What <laughs> tragedy! Very true. People come through. People come through. That's very true. I got me got me to meet life. I wouldn't have met him really, or hung out with him nearly as much if I didn't have to use one of his holsters. Right. And now that's because of that. I've chosen 
to go with that company mm -hmm. because of him and the product mm -hmm. for my holster. For a light when he gets it done. Yeah. Because you going. also apparently want to run a light. Well, I'm going to try it out, but I can't try it out without a holster that accommodates it. A floodlight fits it. <laughs> oh, right. They allow appendix now in production. Yeah. You just throw it on the tech lock, put it under your belt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to change my gear. I want a nice black and hot pink holster. Just to try it out, though? Shut your mouth. <laughs> Wife is right. Wife is wrong. She is so wrong right now. Anyway, let's move on to the fun you guys had this weekend. I look like a hot mess. You guys can barely walk. <laughs> Yeah, which is very true. Right oh my god, getting out of the car after the four and a half hour car ride home, we were both crawling away from the vehicle, like stretching out our legs as we took each step. Like is very difficult. <laughs> well, we didn't do it. This uh -huh. is the class that we talked about when we interviewed Brandon mm -hmm. that you were going to go to. Yes. So this is his peak performance class. And Anthony, I am really looking forward to hearing what you have to say as a coach that took a co a class from a coach. So it'd be pretty interesting. So I agree, we're very sore. I'll say that right now. <laughs> we are sore. But I'm, tell. I they haven't I, stopped I'm, complaining. So jokingly, we're sore, but seriously, we are sore. But also, the point of this class is not to get sore. And I just want to say, Brandon is a great coach. There are coaches out there who think that if I get my clients sore, they'll be happy because right. they think but that they're getting proof. their money's worth. Right. That's not in this case. We just did high, well, I mean, sure, we did high reputation, high intensity, but high quality movement to the point where we got sore. And we're doing things that we're not used to doing. And so, like, from the coach's perspective in this situation, I'm not, I'm not new to soreness. I understand soreness. I've worked out myself too but just not like this I'm not a field athlete I am sore because I don't do this I've done half marathons I've done powerlifting I've done weightlifting I've done an ultra row the David Goggins 4x4x48 challenge I was never this sore it's because I didn't do agility work I've never done agility work and what I learned from this class is extremely useful not just for shooting but also for life we as humans move, think about this right now, you're, you're, either, you're listening to this podcast right now, you're going to go somewhere, you need to move. Can you move, can you get up off the ground, can you get up from the chair? Mm. I'm not saying that's what we did in class, but the fact that we as humans move, like this is what we need to do for life. In this class, this is Brandon, Coach Brandon, he showed us like true movement and high quality movement, and this, all of us are shooters. It's not just for shooters, but like I can already feel. I'm, again, I'm a B class shooter. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna need to step above that very soon, because I mean it also gave me a little bit of validation. Both Brandon and James was there. Is it James Delamberg? Delamberg, yeah. They they told Shout me. Out James, Michelle. <laughs> and this is extremely validating because I underestimate myself. But he mentioned that you shoot like an A class shooter, but move like a master. And I'm like. I can't believe it, but mm -hmm. now it's like I'm very excited to see what can happen. Sure, I might not move like this at, at nationals, but I think I, like my mindset is I should really try more. 
and I don't need to underestimate myself. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done known all this without being here with all of you and then also taking Branding's class. I love this class. So for you, Jackie, you would say honestly, probably, aside from the useless skill of pulling the trigger super fast, your biggest weak point in shooting would be movement. It absolutely is, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd imagine you got a lot out of this class, which I knew you would, which is why I sent you. Mm-hmm. You sent her? You made her do this? Well, he he highly suggested that I do it, and you took the class last year. You mm -hmm. took the class a year ago, because it was May mm -hmm. uh, last year when you took it, and all of the great feedback that you had about it. I mean, it's, it's hard not to get pumped up when, when you know someone who took it and they're really pumped up and they see great results. Your movement got way faster. Your joints were handling the load of getting in and out of position way better because you were moving properly. I have a bad back, so I need to make sure that what I'm doing in my movement is that I'm bearing the load of my weight on you know just standing starting and stopping that all of that weight is where it's supposed to be rather than letting my body overhang you know stability wise like my balance is off because I'm not wide enough on my stance low enough on my stance I'm coming in and instead of you know using one foot to pump the brake and then j step gently into a spot. I'm kind of just like stumbling. I'm like, da thump, da thump, I'm here guys, bang, bang. Like, like really learned good quality movements, how to move my body, um, how to properly accelerate. You know, it's, it's, you know, I've gone for a jog before. I don't like it, but I have gone for a jog before. I have sprinted before. I've never done field or track so I never got like the real like quality coaching as far as like what angles things need to be at what each body part needs to be doing to push that power forward and like I learned how to harness all of the power in my legs in one direction like it was just really eye-opening and I don't know that I've ever ran that fast in my life it was and like I'm more of a sprinter. I'm not a marathoner. I don't do all of that like hot and sweaty for hours at a time thing. It's not my it's not my cup of tea. But if you say you need to go from here to there really really fast, I'll totally do it. I'm not very fast, but I'm not a marathon runner. I'm a sprinter, and this is the perfect sport for that. But Brandon taught us how to harness all of the energy in our body into one point to push to get that speed right now rather than jogging into a run into picking up speed because you don't have that you don't have all that much space you know if you need to get going fast and you need to do it now you need to do it now you don't need to do it 10 yards down the road you're already at your target by that point mm -hmm. it was very eye-opening yeah um did you experience Did you experience how I told you how on day one he starts you from like ground zero? Where you're, you're doing something, it's hard for you, because well you, you coach, you understand it. You're doing something at first where, why am I doing this? This is stupid. Like, this has nothing. The repetitions that you do over and over and over again, and then after 
I was explaining it to Brandon in a way, because I know exactly what you're talking about. There's like eight different movements, and he picks like two of those movements, puts them together, and now that's one particular drill, and you're like, oh my god, I understand why that one quote-unquote meaningless thing that he had us doing over and over and over again ties into your body doing what it needed to, to do. And it was like this like, Multi, it was like aha moment after aha moment like the entire time and like on the second day after we had done like all the movement we did like all of our um what do you call it? like our standards i guess on like what our speed was agility you know tests. the agility test things like that um we did all of that when we first started on day one we did it at the end of of day one and we had all improved by i improved my you know, my drill by like half a second on uh, just a 10-yard sprint. So 10-yard sprint, 10 yards isn't very far, but I improved by half a second. And like all of the things that we did throughout the day, on day two, when we were doing those same things, but with a gun in our hand, and he was making references to certain drills that we did back on day one, he was, that thing that I just had you do while you had the gun in your hand, and the way you turned around and you sidestepped this way, that's the same drill we did yesterday morning. Do you remember? I'm like, oh, oh my God. And it's like this big, like, uh, mind-blown moment. Yeah. So I want to... Like tons of those. I want to pay back on this real quick. And your question on, like, do you, for the um, the repetition or, like, the, the beginning movements, like, yeah. at, like, why are we doing these movements? You said something great that Brandon is going to start using now with your example. Yes, um, yes, he is. Do you remember what, what you said? I do remember what I said. I told him that, you know, going straight into, you know, people think that, you know, shooting is, you know, the, like, you know, the mechanics and, and the movement doesn't really much matter. I want to focus on shooting. I want to be a better shooter. I want to take shooting classes, but not worry about my movement or how to get from here to there efficiently. And I said, that's basically like investing your entire life savings on the biggest, most beautiful house, but you forgot to lay foundation. And with my understanding on movement, when I see Brandon telling all of this, and, and I get very emotional with him teaching this, because again, there are a lot of coaches out there who, who like aren't great coaches, but with the way Brandon breaks it down, I see it and feel it, and it just, it's mind, is it boggling or bottling? Boggling. Yeah. <laughs> that word. <laughs> it's just how people don't see this class and and, and don't take it. Right. Well, and that's the thing, like, that was probably, as a coach in that class, Brandon's ability to break it down into the simplest movement for the beginning part, like where you just jump down into an athletic stance, like you're scaring mm -hmm. someone. Mm -hmm. Like there were people in the class when I took it, they were like, oh, what are we doing this for? It's not making sense. Or like when we stepped off of a, like a curb, mm -hmm. like this is dumb. This is like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like you're getting towards the end of day one and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. I see now. Like, he has probably one of the most well-constructed curriculums as far as 
beginning to end, getting you to understand not just to move faster, but why you move faster. Mm-hmm. How you can get yourself to move faster and explaining the why. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a big proponent of, oh, you just need to run over there. Just run faster. How? Like, right. He teaches that. Mm-hmm. Like, and that is I feel very like good. The, the best part of his whole curriculum is the fact that he lays the foundation, he puts the breadcrumbs out, and you pick them up. Like, you are, you're learning as you go because you're seeing the connection yourself. He's not saying, oh, this is important, and you'll see why later, because it affects, it goes into this and that. Like, he's not telling you that it has anything of relevance down the road. You have to trust him that it has relevance, and then you realize on your own, the connection from previous from previous trainings and repetitions. Like, you're making the connection yourself, so you are going to remember that, as opposed to him laying out the whole lesson plan and going, well, this is, this is what we're going to work on is going to, you know, make you better at this. So I'm going to have you do this. And so you're, you're, and if you're expecting something out of learning that, instead of doing it and going back to realize that you just learned it and you're self-realizing it as you go. But it's like all day long. It's just like boom, boom, like so many, like right one right after the other, just moments where you're like, like, I don't know, you feel like you're learning more because you're realizing it without him telling you mm-hmm. that you're realizing it. That's, you know, well, does that make self uh, discovery? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Pedagogy. But he just dropped something on us right now. Yeah, and he's just like like he's setting up the entire thing so that he knows that you're going to be mind blown like every thirty minutes of the class. But he doesn't tell you. Wait for it. This is going to be really important later. He doesn't tell you that. But it hits you. That's why it's. That's why it hits you so hard. Is because you're not expecting it. It's very memorable. I want to call him professor at that point. Right. Because that's what how all my professors. Professor Powers. Too. Professor Powers. Seriously, <laughs> like, great instructor, great coach. And he is a professor. So in this room currently, three out of three would recommend. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and I know James would recommend it. I mean, if we could talk about the little details on it, how many rounds did you shoot today? Or shoot this weekend. Um, just under two hundred. Yeah, and this wasn't a class where you just burn rounds. That's significantly less than what we shot. Yeah. Just so you know. When the first class we did it, is that why we're more sore? Could be kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like burning rounds is one thing, but like I mean, with my background from being in California, it's not like I had resources available to me, but I. In California, I had a, I all my reps had purpose. All my shots had purpose. This class, every round I shot, had a reason behind it. So that's uh, one of my friends. I, I'm kind of pissed off with him. He went to a range and burned off 500 rounds because he finally was able to go out and shoot. I'm like he just went through 500 rounds in, in less than an hour. What did we do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long we were out of the range for, but we only right. went through like 270 rounds. Yeah. So. And we were, I mean, outside of, like, 
we air gunned some of and we dry fired some of you know the the drills that we did today prior to actually shooting them live but the way it was constructed like we like you were saying we got the absolute most out of every round that we shot like they were you know the intensity versus uh intention yeah. yeah good class very good class Absolutely. very good class and this class isn't just about shooting too like agility is important we're all gonna get old we're all gonna find new injuries in the future too can we push those off away from us one of my my oldest client is 70 years old we still coach him in agility I say we because I also have a colleague a partner that coaches our clients together we still coach him in agility can he stop himself from falling Agility, can you put your foot up before you fall? In this class, it's all about our foot placement too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, having a good a good power stance, a good center of gravity, having your weight distributed on the proper leg as you're stepping away from something or stepping towards something. What else did we learn on this trip? We I, learned that uh, Jackie gets pulled over for speeding. <laughs> you should have seen me in the seat. I'm just like, I, I mean, viewers can't see this right now, but my hands are my hand, my hands are my laps because I'm like I've never I've only been pulled over tw twice before today. <laughs> so. I got pulled over twice in my first week. I had my license. <laughs> so what's really funny, guys, is that in the last week, Tony had traffic court, so he's looking at his fine for his ticket now. And I got a written warning. True. Because I was there. Because <laughs> no, I was there, that's right? That's just it. <laughs> the, the, the point is, not that Jackie got pulled over. The point is that the trooper made Jackie get out of the car because she has an expired license. Which, all of you Illinois folks know, the Secretary of State's offices, half of them are closed. They have a lot of shortened hours. It's hard to get in. People are waiting for four hours in line. So there is a COVID extension for driver's licenses, which apparently is not honored in Wisconsin, so they made, even though they have extended their own licenses. So they made her give the keys to Anthony so he would drive. So, <laughs> Who, mind you, has a Nevada driver's license. But because it's valid, it was good enough for the <laughs> officer. So he said, well, if you guys switch spots and he drives the rest of your time here in Wisconsin... I'll let you go. You're just going to get a written warning, but, you know, slow down a little bit, could you please? Like, thank you, officer. Sorry. And I drove a great the speed day. limit the whole Oh, my gosh. He, he drove the speed limit or under, hands at 10 and 2, straight as a board in that seat. He refused to adjust the side view mirrors because he didn't want to mess up my placement. I'm like, I'm not going to be driving this car for a long time till we get out of the state. So just make yourself comfortable. Me, car, su car. <laughs> I just, it's not my car. I just want to be safe. <sighs> so we, we got so here. That's, it's true. That's, that's what we all learned this week is that I get pulled over for speeding and fun. get off with a warning. Because Anthony was here. Yeah. Take me Anthony for that one. And I chatted the trooper up about the gun class that we were taking at the Holman and Rod and Gun Club down the street. Hmm. 
he goes, oh, we're going to class, like concealed carry. And I'm like, oh, no, competition class for USPSA. He goes, oh, that sounds fun. It is. Thank you for having a great day. Goodbye. He was really nice, actually. He was yeah. very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. Get out of the car, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can't be here. <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Anthony, my man, thank you so so very much for coming on the podcast and chit-chatting with us. I'm sure you'll be on again later this week at Nationals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, we are getting ready for our now second year in a row annual what do we call it? Our Nationals Podcasting Marathon Week. Sure. Uh, where we update you guys every single day during Nationals as to placement, how we did. Last year it was just how Tony did and how I was just there to spectate and was miserable. This year I'm going to be shooting. So it will be all three of us shooting Nationals. We have a squad of 12. We know six of the guys on the squad. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time and I will make sure Tony drinks his water. I'm glad I moved squads. Yeah. I'm glad there was a spot. Yeah. I was surprised. And uh, I don't know. I think the guys we're staying with, I know Noel is. And I think the other guys in the house are going to join us for the night recap. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really fun. And then we'll have some other friends come over and uh, potentially jump on an episode or two. Like Shane Coley? That'd be fun. That would be <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Black versus blue forever. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Man, I can't wait. So, national starts on Friday, so you guys will hear from us Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it will be Friday evening, possibly, but it'll probably post Saturday, Saturday. morning. When is yeah. this episode being posted? Monday. Okay. Monday. My birthday's on Tuesday, guys. Oh, see, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. This will post on your birthday eve. Oh, Everyone deserves to celebrate their birthday eve. It's my birth week, actually. Oh, no. I do birth months. Mm. I shoot Beretta. (laughs) (laughs) Mind you, he is wearing Beretta cargo shorts right now. You noticed? (laughs) Oh, I noticed as soon as you got out of the car and swapped seats with me. (laughs) (laughs) Officer, look at my shorts. I shoot Beretta. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So, as always, guys, thank you so much. This was an awesome episode. Really enjoyed it. And, uh, well, wait, you're looking at me. You got something to say? No. Close it out. Bye, guys. That was it? Just bye, guys? Well, you did all the talking. As always, you can send us your questions, CCCs, comments, (gasps) concerns. You didn't get CCCs this week. Send us, guys. We need CCCs. Please. Anthony. What's a CCC? Don't you listen to the podcast? Sometimes. Not if you like it. The, the end of the episode, the concealed carry compete. Thank you. Hmm. Anyway, you can send it to pewtimepodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on any of the social media platforms. At Laugh and Load. Of course. And I'll leave Coach Anthony's stuff in the description so you can get in contact with him if you want to do some coaching, if you're taking the clients on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Now you can say bye. See you over next. Bye.